Welcome to episode three of Inside Buzz. I'm your host, Mikey Domagala. Episode three is going to be a good one. We got two-time NBA champion, one-time EuroLeague champion, and co-captain of Big Threes, Killer Threes, Josh Powell. Josh, how you doing? Good, my brother. How are you? Good. I appreciate you coming on. I've been following you on Instagram for a while. You're always pushing motivational things. I love it. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. I'm humbled that you're along for the journey. You may be the definition of an NBA journeyman or a basketball journeyman, as a matter of fact. You've been all over the country, all over the world playing basketball. Tell me about the journey. Um, I just I, I just had one of those paths where, you know, at the end of the day, man, it, I was just missing. I had an opportunity, a lot of ups and downs, but I pushed it harder and working even harder. And, um, you know, I, I didn't allow things to stop, but I was thankful that, um, God continued to use me in the way that he did. What was the most appealing part about the Big Three when you first heard about it? What made you join? Um, I mean, for me, like, especially, um, I finished playing after my 17th year. So, um, just a way for me to be involved in the game, uh, still compete at a high level. Um, it's a new, it's a new league, and just being a part of something, especially as off the ground, and the fact that you know you're able to play in the state again, and and you know be around family and loved ones and things like that, man. I I, I just had so many different reasons as to why I was very um, intrigued about the Big Three League. Your team was in the championship game against Joe Johnson and Triplets. Can you tell me about that game, even though you guys fell short? How was it on the big stage, LeBron James, in attendance, other huge stars? The game got tons of notoriety all over social media. Right. I, I think it was a great, great game, a great atmosphere. The, the biggest thing is um, just seeing the amount of support, the people that came out, um, and the fact that, you know, the, the big three is gaining – momentum as each game goes and obviously you know to play in the staples center for the championship game and being in that environment was very exciting um you know i, I just felt like we gave one away um you know salute to uh the triplets and what they were able to accomplish so definitely no hate there um at all i don't have any hate in my blood period but it's just, um, you know, I just felt that, that we came up short and just kind of gave one away. We ran out of gas. and um, But it, it was great, man. I mean, we competed and, you know, it was a fun game. It was a great atmosphere to be a part of for me. It was amazing being back at Staples, um, just being able to play on that floor one more time. So um, Probably felt like I, the I definitely thing. enjoyed it. What's next for the big three? Um, I know that they're – working on doing some things overseas and figuring out, you know, whether it's China or some of the other countries that they're thinking about bringing it to. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just pretty much a waiting game to kind of see how those details work out. At the end of the day, man, it's just, again, man, it's exciting. You know, season four is coming up. I know they're working hard behind the scenes to just, you know, figure out different things and just seeing what that's looking like. I'm sure the pool of players is going to be crazy-er. Yeah, you know this 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 time come around when we go back to the draft. So um, it's it's just an exciting league, man, and and I'm I'm just glad to be a part of it, man. You know, I, I look forward to seeing what cities we're gonna be in next year, um, where that championship game is gonna be at, and uh, uh, you know, 
aim aim for that goal. A few weeks ago, Joe Johnson was signed. Last year, Xavier Silas was signed by uh, the Boston Celtics on a 10-day contract. Do you see more and more mm-hmm. players making a stop in the big three and then back to the NBA? I don't see why not. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's a good level of, of basketball, um, you know, especially as we continue to work certain kinks and certain things out. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't see why guys can't get opportunities um, and being a part of, you know, the big three and playing and being on those stages. So I think it's a great thing, man. And, you know, obviously what um, Cube and Jeff and those guys, everybody's doing, Clyde, um, you know, it's things that, you know, we like to say are, are, are paying off where, you know, we're get, they're giving opportunity to, to guys to showcase again what they can do. And you never know what may come from that. What was it like playing with Kobe Bryant? Man, it was it was an amazing experience, man. I, I I just, you know, one of the biggest things that I picked up from him is just that attention to detail. Like, you know, he works his ass off. Um, you know, he brings that mentality to the game. But I think that the, what people don't necessarily pay attention to as much is the fact that, you know, he pays attention to detail. That's his biggest thing. And that's why he had the success that he has. Um, when you look at how he breaks down the game offensively, defensively, how he's looking at his schemes, how he can get his teammates involved, how he can get a bucket, you know, obviously things to him that are, that are no problems to do. But the reason behind that success is his knowledge of the game, you know what I mean? And, and, and how he attacks and how he looks at the game of basketball. So, you know, these are, these are some of the things, man, that, that I learned and I picked up, you know, from just being in that, that type of pedigree of basketball and around those players and around the head coach like Phil Jackson and that staff that they have, that, that just helps you elevate your game to another level. Now to tie Kobe into the big three, if he were to join the big three, what would that mean for the league? And how would he do? Would he kill the game dropping 50 of 50 points? He... He he's one of those guys you wouldn't put it past on the drop a whole fifty. You know, um, I think it'll be great though, man. It's it's different because you know you got half court basketball. Um, a lot of people think it's a lot easier than what it looks like, man. But you're on an island. You know what I mean? Like you got to be able to defend. It's only three of y'all out there. That floor is a lot bigger. It's a lot more spread out. Um, so you got to be able to do. You know. You got to be able to do a couple of things right outside of just scoring the basketball. Gotcha. Now, I don't want to make this all about Kobe, but every every former teammate of Kobe's got a story, whether it's good, bad, crazy, or something. You got anything for me? Anything juicy that you remember yeah, from shit. playing with Kobe? Shit, I, I think y'all done heard them all from the going out <laughs> and drinking and being up all night to knocking on the doors at four in the morning to... You know, being the first one in, I mean, I, I know one summer I spent working out with him at four in the morning and, you know, that was a great experience. Um, the things that I learned, I mean, just first of all, getting up at that time in the morning um, to go work on your craft just shows a different level of um, dedication and, and hunger and passion for the for the game. So, um, you know, when I... Before I, before I started doing that with him, it's, it's crazy because I was actually doing like 6 a.m. workouts. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm thinking I'm I'm doing my thing, but shit, man, when I was on the court with him, man, we was in that thing at four. Uh, I, I think so many hear so many of the stories and, and, you know, from different players, from teammates, from everybody else. Man, I don't have nothing different. It's just 
it's just great to 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 have been you know obviously it's great to you know it's great to play against him and just be on the floor with him but it's also great to play with them and be on the floor with him and just you know be a part of that greatness man and and uh i was very thankful for those two years now out of those championship teams who do you still keep in contact with you still uh keep in contact with lamar he's been in the media a lot um yeah he has i mean yeah lamar shannon um you know, DJ Mabanga. I mean, you just run across guys here and there. Um, and, and it's you know, it's always good to catch up. Um, still, some of the, the trainers and and um, even the, the equipment guy that you see, it's like, you know, you, you get a chance to kind of connect and vibe with so many different people yeah. in those years. But everybody, you know, families and kids and you know, all over the place. So, you know, when you can catch up with people, it's cool. How would one of those championship teams do today? Would they be in the running for a championship? I think I think we can play in today's game. You know, I don't I don't see anything that's 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 different because we had to. I mean, you got to think, man. Phoenix was that team that everybody is now back mm -hmm. back then, and they were doing that with a Hall of Fame point guard. And then you got the Matrix. You got Stoudemire. You got you know guy like. You know, Barbosa coming off the bench. I mean, you it was just nonstop. You know, they're putting up 100-something a night. So it's, it's, it's not like it wasn't a few teams doing that. Um, but I, I just felt like, you know, we were one of those teams, man. We, we had different lineups, different ways we can not only attack you, but different ways of defending as well. So um, that, that's why we were so dangerous for those two years. As your teammates with Kobe, would he ever bring up Shaq much and his his beef with him at the time? Would he would he ever go, oh, you're not working out, you're like Shaq? Would he ever lay that out there? I didn't, I didn't get that. I didn't get that. But internally, with within himself, obviously the the comments that he made after the fourth one and then with the fifth one, um, mm -hmm. you know, for him personally, I you know, he has his own mental games he plays within himself. Um, but I think for us, he was just locked in, especially after, you know, how things turned out against Boston. So he was just locked in and trying to, you know, get things, get things going. You've played in so many different leagues across so many different countries. To name a few, obviously you've been in the NBA, you played in Russia, Korea, Italy, Argentina, Puerto Rico, and so on. How was that, how was that journey and how was learning all those and stuff like that? Amazing journey, and I'm I'm very thankful that I had the opportunity to travel the world the way that I did, be a part of so many different traditions and cultures. I, you know, was able to pick up a couple of languages, um, just things that again helped me on a deeper level, just as a person, as far as my development and my growth spiritually and everything else. Um, I just, you know, it just does something different, man, when you're able to travel the world. And, and I was able to travel the world and doing something that I love to do. So I got the best of both worlds. And, and you know, the, the, the environments and the atmospheres on the games are definitely a lot different, too. So um, my kids were able to experience, you know, my family were able to experience, you know, going to Greece and Australia and all China, like, you know, those are those are things that are that are not only great memories, but they could be life changing. You know what I'm saying? For people to be able to experience those things. So, man, I'm, I'm beyond grateful for for my journey in the States as well as overseas. 
in 2009, you founded 21 Reasons to Give, a platform yeah. that provides outreach and resources to children and people in the urban community. Tell me more about that and some recent events and stuff you've held for it. Um, so the, the foundation, I just, I came up with something where I wanted to be able to touch people all over and not just focus on one thing in particular. So that's why it's 21 reasons to give with 21 different principles. Um, the, the, the other part of it, like as far as things that we're doing currently, like right now, um, most of my time is spent, um, mentoring with a group called, uh, Next Level Boys Academy. Um, the, the leader of that group is a gentleman by the name of Gary Davis. Um, and what they do is it's a diversion program. So it's used to help young men, uh, ranging from young all the way up until, you know, 20 something, 30. That's my son. So mm -hmm. excuse him. But, um, he, um, I mean, he's just doing great work in the city. Hi. I'm doing it. I don't have answer. I see. I'm doing an interview, son. Can you, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Go get that. Go get that to your mama. Tell but, uh, sorry about it. No, no, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, um, he's, uh, you know, the work that he's doing, like we just went into a school today and was talking to these kids and just this environment, man. But it's just a lot of things that he's doing in the city. And I'm real passionate about his movement and what he's doing. So just trying to help in any way I can to be a part of it, man. But we've been able to do all kinds of things from camps to speaking engagements, to feeding families, to Christmases, to um, uh, back to school drives, to uh, some of the bigger, like biggest things I used to do was like dream night at uh, Zoo Atlanta, where I rented out the zoo for three to four hours for terminally ill kids and their families, wow. providing them with a way to, uh, you know, get out of the hospital, you know, enjoy a night uh, of being a child and not about the doctors, the medicines and the things like that. You know, man, just things that are passionate to my heart, man. I know how I grew up. I know the things that I went through. And um, I'm just I'm just beyond grateful that I have the chance to use my platform to be able to do those types of things. And it's even better when I get to bring my kids along for the ride, you know, to, to be able to yep. show them those yep. things so that they're humble and that they're, you know, making sure that they're, you know, doing doing the right things in life as young men and as young women. You know what I'm saying? So the, these are the types of things that also help them to learn and give them some good life tools as they get older and uh, progress in the world. So Josh, where's the foundation based out of? It's, a, it's in Atlanta, but we've done we've done things everywhere and internationally too. Um, I was just telling a story um, to Gary today when I was with him, you know, that I, when I was in Venezuela, for example, you know, they have the riots and the, the different things that are going on out there. And, um, you know, I went into like a village one time, man, and I took like a whole bunch of money in cash, but went to the grocery store, like got, groceries, got water, got supplies, medicines, all kind of stuff to give um, back into this village. Um, and, you know, it's just humbling experiences like that to see, uh, you know, kids or see, um, you know, what these parents and other families are going through, man. Like, you know, when we think we're struggling, man, and then you have nine, 10 year old kids that don't have clothes on their bodies. They're naked. They're, they're sleeping in shells, basically no furniture, just floors. And you know what I'm saying? Like those things are really humbling, man. So, um, I'm just trying to, to, to do my purpose. I feel, I feel like my purpose is to serve people and, uh, for communities. That's something that I'm passionate about, something that God has put heavily on my heart. So 
you know, it's something that I definitely enjoy. Back to a basketball question. You were in Houston as a player for a year, I think, and then you were on the coaching staff. What do you expect from James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and the Rockets this season? They're always going to be top three offensively and, and, you know, just an exciting brand of basketball. Um, the thing with Houston is, you know what I'm saying, even when I was there is can we get over that hump, you know? Kind of squandered away an opportunity the year we lost in the Western Conference Finals, I, I think. Um, but even though we did get there, yes. But you know, I, I still think that we, we you know, could have could have got to the to the finals, and then anything would have been possible. You know what I'm saying? That was our championship series playing against that team, and obviously, you know, the team that came out is the team that won it. So. Um, I just, I just think for them guys getting over the hump, man, it'll be interesting to see what they do defensively. Um, and, and also, too, how James and uh, Russell will be able to, you know, distribute and run the offense uh, with the both of them together. How do you feel about uh, people comparing James Harden to Kobe Bryant as scorers? I mean, James has put himself in a <laughs> – he's done the work to put himself in that conversation. Kobe doing something from – for years and years, you know, I, I just, I just think it'll be exciting to see once James, you know, when it's all said and done. But I mean, he's an, a, an unbelievable offensive weapon. Uh, the way that he scores the basketball, the different ways that he scores the basketball, you know, how he can dominate a game, you know, you can't, you can't deny that. So I, I can't do nothing but take my hats off to, to him and what he's doing, and obviously the hard work that he put in, you know. Luckily for him, you know, when you think about trades, when you think about certain things that fall in, in, your, in your favor, you know, it's just being able to develop into what he developed into. Yet the Lakers or Clippers finishing with a better record? Man, that's going to be interesting because even though with the Clippers, again, defensively on paper, that's beyond crazy that you got, you know, Patrick Beverly, you got um, Kawhi, you got... Uh, Paul George just at the one, two, and three. So it, it's it's like from that standpoint, it's just like Jesus, man. Like they're defensively, that's that's gonna be another level. And that doesn't discredit any of the other players. Um, but it's just the fact that you got that one, two, and three like that. Um, but with LA, when you look at the matchups, when you look, I mean, as far as the Lakers are concerned, when you look at the matchups and, and the different types of lineups that they can throw out there, I think that. The thing that'll be scary, man. Like if Anthony and, and Eddie can get on a page that they, whatever page is that they need to be on. That's gonna, that's tough, bro. I agree. It's gonna be, it's gonna be unbelievable out there. Yeah, cause you, I mean, you got somebody like Anthony Davis, man. The athleticism, he can defend. Uh, you know, shot blocker. We already know his rebounding ability. Man, it just ain't no telling. And and obviously, you got a healthy LeBron. Um, you know, he's been hearing, as everybody's saying, he's listening to all the noise, all the ruckus, and oh no, bro. <laughs> it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of the best seasons in years. Because yeah. it's like, yeah. it's unknown of who's going to win, you know, for the first time in a long time. Yes. 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 Now, obviously, Carmelo Anthony is a big topic in the NBA today. This is a, a double a double question. One, is he being blackballed by the NBA? Yes. And two, is the big three next? <laughs> well, I already answered one. 
but Fatu, uh, Fatu um, is the big three next. If he comes to the big three, I know they'll welcome him with open arms. I mean, I don't see why not, but I love along the league. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what's happening, you know, to him. And, you know, I know people can say all that they want to say, but how many problem guys are still in the league? How many problem guys are still getting job opportunities? Um, you're talking about somebody who's a, definitely a future Hall of Famer, at least he should be, um, that ain't that he's not able to get a, a job. And, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that it's, you know, it's unfortunate just to kind of see how these things are happening with guys. And, and you know, even, even, even this, right? And I'm a huge fan. Uh, fan of CP3 and what he brings to the table, but kind of look at how this last year might be for him. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of those guys that kind of has that label. Yes, he's a competitor, but they also talk about how he is in the locker room and certain things like that. For years and years, man, you have so many guys that played this game, competed at a high level, and yes, they may be a little different, but I just think with some of these things, man, you can't take it personal. Like a guy's mentality, how he rocks, things that he does. Um, is it is it that major where we got a black ball or leave a higher or whatever the case may be? No, I don't I don't think it is, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's like nowadays it seems like it, if somebody creates a story, then people will run with that and they'll just keep thing going and it's like something where we just never really know um if a guy can still play regardless of anything else let him play you know what i'm saying so and i don't care what sport it is i don't care who the player is from the cap to fellows to whoever like we just gotta we just gotta cut that out because here, here's the thing that i don't think a lot of other people think about like a lot of these gms and coaches and people that have these moments that are doing the things that they're doing, they keep consistently getting jobs. You know what I'm saying? So how is it that, you know, we got guys or we got certain people, the, the Mark Jacksons of the world, the um, um, the Chris Jacksons of the world, the, the other people who literally, you know, if you stand up for something or if you say something, it's like, oh, we can't tolerate that. And I, I just I just think that's crazy. Like a person's belief shouldn't even get in the way of them doing their job because other people are in positions of job and they're taking their jobs personally and how they're doing affecting players. But we never talk about that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Give you a chance. Like you can hoop the ass off, but something about you they just don't like so instead of half talking it out they just won't play you how were those egos in LA I mean, honestly everybody still had egos and but at the end of the day regardless of that you know we had one goal in mind so that was that was the thing that that put the that put the egos to the side you know what I'm saying like we're trying to win a championship the hell with everything else like let's come together and do what we got to do in order to achieve this great goal and this accomplishment. And, you know, again, that's what I love about being in situations like that, you know, being a part of uh, teams like that. You that That's the thing that separates a lot of guys in a lot of situations. Um, being, a, being a part of something and putting whatever else to the side because you want to win. When you understand why teams don't win or why they get to a certain level, 
and they can't quite get over that hump, it's because, you know, the pride and the ego that gets involved, man. You gotta leave that, you gotta leave that alone. You know what I'm saying? And and what are we gonna do that's gonna help us win a championship? Josh, my last question. Three players you'd love to see in the big three for next season. Man, I think I think D Wade will be dope. Cause I'm thinking about people who are like part of the league right now. Would love to see um Mello and who else we got out there? What about Tracy Green? Vince Carter. Tim Duncan. He's trying to set the record and play 25 years plus. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about Vince, man. But um, yeah, I would love to see Tim. But that ain't. I'm just trying like somebody that's a little different. Uh, Dirk. Dirk would be nice. One-legged fadeaways all day. Dirk just finished up, and he's the only one of his kind, bro. He could be out of shape. On him. He could be out of touch. He could still shoot. I'm sure we could think of many, many more, but oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Josh. I appreciate the interview. I appreciate you coming on. Really, thanks for giving me such great insight and answering everything so in-depthly. It was a pleasure. Much love, brother. Much love. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Salute. And I'm here if you need anything, bro.